0: That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. This episode features discussion of drunk driving, verbal abuse, wrongful death, murder, and general bad behavior around the holidays that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised, especially for children under 13.
1: Bruce Pardo was not having a Merry Christmas. On December 18, 2008, his divorce with his wife, Sylvia, was finalized.
0: This was after nine months of continuous legal proceedings in which he was ordered to pay spousal support. Ultimately, this order was rescinded after he lost his job as an electrical engineer in July 2008.
1: He had been charging customers for hours he didn't work. The company found out and fired him. Bruce didn't have a criminal record, but he was clearly a less than upstanding citizen.
0: There was something else fanning the flame of his emotions. The season. His house was adorned with holiday lights and candy canes. They blinked happily as if inviting people to enter, but there was no one coming this year. Bruce was alone.
1: Perhaps that was the final straw the mocking joyfulness of the holidays. This was supposed to be a time of love spent with family. That expectation, that pressure, sent him over the edge.
0: He loaded four semi-automatic pistols and strapped them beneath the tacky red nylon of a Santa suit. If he couldn't have a happy holiday, then no one would.
1: Welcome to The Dark Side Of, a ParCast original, a show where we will delve into the seedy underbelly of pop culture icons and historical events.
0: We aim to expose the ugly truth behind the cultural moments and public figures we hold most dear, proving that there is always more to the story than meets the eye. I'm your host, Richard.
1: And I'm Kate. Today is the first installment in a new season of The Dark Side Of. For the past 10 weeks, we unearthed the dark side of the music industry. Now, with fall in full swing, we're discussing a different topic, the holidays. We
0: celebrate these days without questioning their impact on us. Have rampant commercialism and unrealistic depictions of family harmony led these celebrations to cause more harm than good? And what of their origins? Few know of Halloween's roots as an ancient druid sacrifice ritual.
1: Or that Christmas owes some of its traditions to the annual ancient Roman orgy known as Saturnalia. Over the next 10 weeks, we'll cover all of these topics and more.
0: At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at Parcast Network.
1: You can find all episodes of The Dark Side Of and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. To stream The Dark Side Of for free on Spotify, just open the app, tap Browse, and type The Dark Side Of in the search bar.
0: And if you enjoyed today's episode... The best way to help us is to leave a five-star review wherever you are listening. It really does help us. Today we're looking at the big picture as we ask, what is a holiday and how does it affect our psychology?
1: As we're about to find out, holidays can cause just as many negative emotions as positive ones. What are supposed to be some of the most joyous days of the year are often the most chaotic and deadly.
0: At its most basic, a holiday is a break from the usual grind of life. The word is synonymous with vacation. When someone takes a week off of work, they're on holiday.
1: If that holiday is as simple as sitting alone on the beach with a margarita and a trashy paperback, then well done, you've cracked the code. But when more than one person is involved in the occasion, things can get tricky.
0: In the United States, all of our major holidays bring the obligation to socialize. It's not a party if there isn't a large group of people. At Halloween, many people look for the coolest costume bash, while parents try to safely navigate their children through trick-or-treating
1: at thanksgiving extended families attempt to put aside their differences and lack of cooking ability to host a large feast and at christmas and hanukkah families of all kinds try to please one another with all manner of gifts
0: each of these events is an obligation and that means stress according to greenberg quinlan rosner research of Americans feel an increase in stress during the holidays. Almost 50% of those polled said they didn't feel like they could relax at all.
1: Some of the key stressors are money, workload, and family tensions. When these bubble over, the results are unpleasant and sometimes even violent. But the first step is getting there. For many, the stress of the holidays starts on the road or in an airport.
0: According to AAA, over 50 million Americans traveled for the holidays in 2018. This is akin to a nationwide fire drill in which 15% of the country gets up and decides they need to be elsewhere.
1: There are many well-known pitfalls. Gridlock, delayed flights, crowded trains but this is all much more harmful than it seems at surface level.
0: Most of the worst travel statistics center around Thanksgiving. That same AAA report suggests that Thanksgiving 2018 was the highest-volume travel date in America on record.
1: Looking at the roads on that day, AAA found that 360,000 motorists had to call for assistance And while those calls amounted mostly to simple car trouble, for many, traveling on the roadways on Thanksgiving proves deadly. In fact, it is the single most dangerous driving day of the year.
0: A report from Forbes suggests that Thanksgiving 2012 was particularly fatal. There were 764 crashes resulting in death that year. Unsurprisingly, many were preventable. 40%
1: of those crashes were due to drunk driving. And indeed, greenberg Quinlan rosner research shows that alcohol is one of the key ways people attempt to alleviate stress around the holidays.
0: Though people make the horrendous decision to drink and drive year-round, the numbers go up in November. Thanksgiving, a time for pie, parades, pilgrims, and preventable vehicular manslaughter.
1: But not all Thanksgiving car crashes are due to drunk driving. Sometimes it just comes down to plain exhaustion. The East Bay Times reported on November 22, 2018, Thanksgiving Day, that husband and father Gabriel Tuman crashed after possibly falling asleep at the wheel in Emeryville, California.
0: He was ejected from his vehicle and did not survive. Meanwhile, his wife, Seble, and their two children were anxiously awaiting his arrival at their home. They had gotten ready to go visit grandparents that day for Thanksgiving.
1: Further details in the case revealed by KTVU, the Oakland Fox affiliate, suggest that holiday pressures may have worn him down.
0: Tooman worked late as a security guard the night before, then awoke early that day to take a friend to the airport. While driving home, he called his wife and told her to get the kids ready to go see his parents.
1: He crashed shortly after that. It was a tragedy, and one that may not have happened on a regular day, but many Americans feel the pull to do more, to get more done, just to have the perfect holiday.
0: And yet, while the roadways take the most lives, it's air travel that may be the most stressful. We imagine the fun and happiness that lies at the other end of the trip. Good food, games, time spent with family. Then we begin to worry as we consider that if one thing goes wrong with the flight, that perfect holiday might be ruined.
1: CNN reports that November 21st and 25th are the most expensive days of the year to book flights. Airlines naturally hike up prices to make the most profit off of travelers trying to arrive in time to watch the parade and have a slice of pie.
0: These expenses already put passengers in a foul mood as they arrive at the airport. Then, they're subjected to a series of intrusions on their personal freedoms. These ebb away at their nerves until they become prime candidates for air rage.
1: Air rage is a phenomenon that has likely existed since the beginning of air travel, but is only now well-documented through the advent of camera phones and social media. Simply put, it describes an event in which an airline passenger, or indeed employee, experiences a bout of anger so extreme that they have to be physically subdued or the plane is forced to land.
0: Incidents have increased as airlines have become less and less accommodating. Author Joyce A. Hunter details these changes in her book, Anger in the Air, Combating the Air Rage Phenomenon.
1: As the decades have worn on, airlines have made seat sizes smaller to fit more passengers onto a single aircraft. This is a twofold stressor. There is less room and there are more people. A report on air rage from Vox found that this loss of personal space alone is a major psychological stressor for passengers.
0: And of course, before that, passengers have already been stressed out by a myriad of other regulations. They've had to pack their suitcases just right to achieve the 50-pound weight limit. They have had to half-undress and then be poked and prodded to make it through security. And finally, They've had to navigate the boarding process in which class distinctions, another psychological stressor uncovered by Vox, are made clear.
1: Hunter also notes that there are unique stressors present for airline crew members. Recent wage and pension cuts mean that there is less motivation to provide quality customer service. It's a recipe for failure. Throw holidays into the mix, and it's a recipe for disaster.
0: On New Year's Day 2017, United Airlines Flight 870 from Auckland, New Zealand to San Francisco was derailed by an unruly passenger.
1: The man, described only as a 42-year-old male, but captured on video, apparently became enraged after being placed in a middle seat his fellow passengers began to talk over him, and before long, he was roaming the aisles intoxicated, shouting epithets at the passengers and flight crew.
0: He slurred at a flight attendant, Do you know how cool it would be to have the airplane turn around for me? She promptly moved toward the cockpit and asked the pilot to do just that.
1: The passenger probably found the situation less cool when he was arrested and booked into jail. In this instance, the perpetrator already had several factors present to set off his air rage. The long flight, his non-ideal seat placement, alcohol consumption.
0: But perhaps what tipped him over the edge was the fact that it was New Year's. Societal pressures dictate that we should start the new year with a bang, that it should be the beginning of a new chapter in our lives. Perhaps he just couldn't stand the fact that his next chapter began with him crammed on an airplane between two other chatty passengers.
1: All in all, however, this was a pretty mild case of holiday air rage. Oftentimes, these situations escalate into violence.
0: Next, we discuss some violent episodes of air rage and then explore how the holidays affect Americans in the workplace.
1: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say
0: so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings
1: are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price Priceline. Now back to the story.
0: Though holidays in America are supposed to be a time of rest and relaxation, they are often some of the most stressful days of the year. This is especially true for those who travel. Travel such as in the case of firefighter John Tutor, who had a bout of rage on an Aer Lingus flight from Chicago to Dublin just before Christmas in 2008.
1: Once again, alcohol played a factor as he boarded the plane already intoxicated. 30 minutes into the flight, Tudor began to verbally abuse passengers and even make suggestive remarks.
0: His behavior escalated to the point where he lost all control and punched a flight attendant.
1: It's unclear exactly what happened next, but there was apparently some type of law enforcement on board as Tudor wound up both handcuffed and tied to his seat, where he continued to harass those around him for the duration of the flight.
0: Once the plane landed in Dublin and Tudor was taken into custody, his state of mind became clear. He had worked a double shift at the fire station to make sure he could take off enough time to meet his wife and children for Christmas in Ireland.
1: On top of that, he claimed to have a fear of flying, which is why he arrived intoxicated for the flight. He was so anxious to create the perfect holiday for his loved ones that he deprived himself of sleep, abused substances, and put himself in a personally distressing environment.
0: This is a prime example of how holiday stressors compound human suffering and often lead to more harm than good. To be clear, Tudor's behavior is not excused by these circumstances. Others could have undergone the same conditions without punching a flight attendant.
1: Nevertheless, it's astonishing to see how a celebration of joy and love can lead to hate and violence. Sometimes this stress is completely overwhelming. On November 21, 2018, right before Thanksgiving, travelers at the Baltimore-Washington International Thurgood Marshall Airport witnessed this firsthand.
0: Reports provide few details likely to respect the victim's privacy, but around 7.30 p.m., a large crowd of airline passengers heard a shout and then looked up to see a man draw a knife across his own throat.
1: The area was quickly cleared, and an hour later, the only evidence of the gruesome ordeal was a white sheet covering the body on the terminal floor.
0: It will likely remain a mystery to the public at large, but perhaps, like many passengers before him, the man was pushed to the breaking point by the stress of the holidays.
1: This was a tragic event and certainly at the extreme end of the spectrum in terms of how people deal with holiday stress. Nevertheless, as we've seen, even more mild holiday stress can be harmful. Maybe the remedy is to stay home for the holidays and to avoid the stress of holiday travel altogether.
0: The only problem with that is that there are just as many potentially dangerous stressors at home. As we'll soon see, the psychology of the holidays is just as deadly in the workplace, in the kitchen, or around the family table. To start, the workplace is a major source of holiday stress for some. Again, we conjure images in our heads, the perfect holiday at home, everyone we love laughing, joyful, and right there with us.
1: But then we begin to worry as we consider that work might keep us trapped and unable to escape for the holidays.
0: According to a 2015 CNBC report, the holidays are the most stressful time of year for 42% of American workers. This is largely due to the need to secure time off. At work, colleagues are upset when one worker gets time off and another doesn't. On a personal level, there's always the fear of not getting enough time off to spend with one's family.
1: And there are other potential work-related holiday concerns. Research by Greenberg Quinlan Rosner shows that as much as 34% of those polled had holiday-related work stress. Reported stressors include pressure to participate in work holiday celebrations, having hours cut, and failing to meet year-end expectations.
0: The holidays can be just as stressful for employers as employees. The law firm Rupert Mains Narahari writes that there are six major categories of workplace harassment that employers can be accused of during the holidays.
1: For example, holiday greetings are fraught with legal concerns. Requiring employees to say Merry Christmas is an obvious breach of religious freedom. But conversely, requiring employees to say Happy Holidays could be considered as an attack on an individual employee's freedom to express their own religious beliefs.
0: Clearly, holidays in the workplace create a stressful environment. This is a dangerous effect, as the workplace is already a site of significant stress for most Americans.
1: According to a report from WTSP-TV in Orlando, 375 workers were killed in various workplace shootings in 2012 alone.
0: However, the more common form of workplace violence is a holiday party brawl. With holiday stressors in full swing and alcohol added to the mix, tempers that have been tested throughout the year come to a head at these annual events.
1: In a 2015 report for the Daily Edge, readers wrote in to share stories of particularly dangerous workplace holiday parties. One reader said, There were four fist fights. I was not involved in any of them.
0: The Los Angeles Times reported in 2010 that seven sheriff's deputies were relieved of duty following a brawl that broke out at the department's holiday party that year.
1: This was especially dangerous in that many of the deputies were armed. As they all found out, the office holiday party is a work function with many opportunities to get yourself fired.
0: English law firm Shakespeare Martineau explained in a 2018 report for the Daily Mirror that there are roughly six holiday work party offenses that can lead to termination.
1: These include physical violence or bullying, theft, unlawful discrimination, causing loss or damage through negligence, serious health and safety violations, and serious incapacity at work due to alcohol or drugs. The
0: prospect of losing one's income around the holidays is perhaps the biggest stressor of all. Nothing taxes a budget more than the obligation around the holidays to spend money on family and friends.
1: Beyond the usual family get-together, it's common to plan other holiday functions. People hold elegant pre-holiday parties where they hope to impress their friends. They imagine an upscale soiree where everyone dresses formally, the catering is perfect, and the music is lively.
0: But holding multiple holiday parties and serving multiple holiday meals is an expensive proposition.
1: A 2018 report from The Motley Fool suggests some startling facts about American holiday spending. Sixteen percent of Americans rack up so much debt around the holidays that it takes them six months to pay it all off.
0: That's astonishing. The holidays place such a burden on some Americans that it takes them half a year to shrug off the yoke of that particular stressor. Of course, by that point, they're already halfway to having to overspend all over again.
1: Brian Harmon, a lecturer in marketing at De Montfort University, and Janine Bosick, an associate professor in organizational psychology at Dublin City University, both have written that social pressure is a major influence on holiday spending.
0: It's often an unconscious process. Most parents, for example, don't stop to think why they spend an average of around $500 per child during the holidays. They just do it. But unconsciously, they don't want to be perceived as bad parents next to the other mothers and fathers in their community.
1: And it's not just the December holidays that lead to this expectation. For parents, this pressure begins as early as October. A 2018 report from the National Retail Federation suggested that Americans would spend $9 billion on Halloween that year.
0: 175 million Americans celebrate Halloween, and 30% of those are parents who take their children trick-or-treating. Spending on candy and costumes to make this possible can cost a household hundreds of dollars.
1: However, the biggest stressor for parents remains winter holiday shopping. Parents picture their children excitedly opening presents, thrilled that their mom or dad got them the perfect thing. But the pull to get children the best gifts has, on occasion, proved deadly.
0: On November 26, 2008, 2,000 people waited outside of a Walmart in Long Island. It was 5 a.m. and freezing, but the pressure to buy gifts on sale was on.
1: Inside the store, an employee by the name of Damore and several other seasonal employees were instructed to make a human chain in the front entrance vestibule. The goal was to keep customers from stampeding over one another.
0: But they were not trained security professionals, and indeed, the store had only hired two security guards, one of whom didn't show up. The timer counted down, and the crowd surged forward, literally pushing the sliding glass doors off of their tracks.
1: Employees would later mention that they heard DeMoor say, I don't want to be here. He was a 270-pound man, and yet he was instantly bowled over by the crowd. This effect, known as crowd crush, is actually a well-documented phenomenon. Thousands of people have been killed over the years at religious ceremonies, sporting events, and concerts due to lack of proper crowd control.
0: American journalist John Seabrook expanded on this idea in a 2011 report in The New Yorker on the Walmart fiasco. He found that when too many people are squished together into a small space, they become a singular mass with shared force. This actually creates a shockwave, which is so strong that it can bend steel guardrails built to withstand 1,000 pounds of pressure.
1: In DeMoor's case, he was blown back and then stepped on by crowd members. They couldn't stop, as they were being forced forward by those behind them. Before his fellow employees could get to him, he was asphyxiated, unable to breathe beneath the mass of shoppers.
0: He was officially declared dead by 6 a.m., only an hour after the store had opened. The holiday pressure to buy gifts on sale led to the loss of a life and to a legal battle between Walmart and the federal government that would last until 2015, when Walmart finally agreed to pay a fine.
1: We've seen how at every step of the way, the holidays provide significant stressors and sometimes horrors. Traveling, shopping, getting time off work. But now we come to the event itself, the meal, the party, a celebration. The table is set. What could possibly go wrong? As it turns out, a whole lot.
0: Next, we'll look at some particularly deadly family holiday celebrations spurred on by heartbreak.
1: Now back to the story.
0: Holidays come with a variety of obligations, such as travel, spending, and workplace commitments. And as we submit to these obligations, the hope is that they pay off, that the holiday will be memorable. We have an expectation that the holidays will be a perfect, joyous time spent with family and friends.
1: These expectations often lead to unrealistic hopes for the holidays that inevitably leave us burnt out or disappointed.
0: We imagine the perfect family meal in which the food is delicious and everyone laughs and gets along. Or we imagine our children opening presents and being filled with love and gratitude. Or we imagine meeting the love of our lives on New Year's just as the clock strikes midnight.
1: When these expectations aren't met, it can leave us depressed or worse, homicidal.
0: Clinical therapist Maria Baratta writes that 15 to 20% of the population is highly sensitive. And for these people in particular, holiday family gatherings can be viscerally painful.
1: It's possible that certain family members will say hurtful or insulting things rooted in their own insecurities. It's possible that a loved one has recently died and the holiday makes that pain feel especially fresh.
0: Barata recommends potentially attending a different event with people you get along with better than your blood relations. Either that, or try to focus on the meaning of the holiday. If nothing else, the safest bet is to simply plant yourself on the couch and focus on the football game.
1: Being surrounded by people, but feeling alone is a depressing situation. Oftentimes, it can lead individuals to seek affection elsewhere, namely in romance. We imagine that whatever our problems with family, the perfect someone is out there waiting for us. All we have to do is find them, and we'll embrace under the mistletoe as snow falls around us.
0: Facebook data shows that many relationships start in the winter, particularly around Christmas, and later in February. But is this true love? or simply the effects of holiday loneliness and being shut in during the winter.
1: That same data shows that March sees the most breakups. As spring blooms, individuals are driven outside and away from their holiday romances.
0: Interestingly enough, however, data from dating app Coffee Meets Bagel shows that the next most significant time for breakups is two weeks before Christmas. Analysts theorize that anyone looking to end a relationship doesn't want to drag it out into Christmas and New Year's. The fear is that if they do, then Valentine's Day is right around the corner, which is perceived as an even worse time to break up.
1: But blogger Liz Newman, in a story on Bustle, points out that there are actually a wide variety of reasons people break up just before the holidays. The expectation to have a happy holiday is high. This means spending money on couples' parties or on expensive gifts. There is also an expectation of introducing a date to family. Is the relationship worth taking that major step?
0: ABC 13 Eyewitness News out of Houston reported in December 2018 that for two couples these pressures became too much.
1: On December 20th, 29-year-old Benjamin Jones shot and killed his common-law spouse, Brittany Snow.
0: Then, 11 miles away, a woman named Bridget Turner shot and killed her husband.
1: While the community was shocked by these crimes, the local sheriff's office was not surprised they claimed that both incidents were likely fueled by the pressures of the holidays.
0: Couples killing each other during the holidays is not a new phenomenon either. One of the most famous instances took place in Los Angeles on Halloween 1957. A report from Vice News provides one of the most complete accounts available.
1: Peter Fabiano awoke on the night of October 31st to the sound of his doorbell ringing. He was annoyed, but perhaps not surprised. It was late, but it was Halloween.
0: He made his way downstairs and up to the front door.
1: There was a woman standing there, a paper bag in her hand. Her face was partially obscured by a black domino mask. He
0: asked her, it's a little late for this, isn't it? And she simply replied, "No." Raising the paper bag to Peter's chest, she fired the gun within.
1: As the gunwoman fled, Peter's wife Betty ran downstairs. Little did she know she was the cause of all of this.
0: According to Vice, after weeks of police investigation, it was revealed that the gunwoman was one Goldine Pizer. She, in turn, claimed that she had been manipulated into committing the murder by her friend, Joan Rabel.
1: And here is where detectives found a connection. Rabel used to work at one of the salons that Betty and Peter owned. More than that, they found that Betty and Rabel had carried out an abnormal relationship, 1950s lingo for an affair between women.
0: Betty had eventually broken it off and returned to Peter, but Rebelle wasn't willing to let this go. Perhaps the Halloween holiday made her wish she had someone to share in the festivities, someone to wear matching costumes with or to hold close at a scary drive-in film.
1: Perhaps thinking of how society kept her from ever truly being happy on a holiday pushed her over the edge into murder.
0: As chilling as this was, the most infamous episode in California holiday killings would come decades later on Christmas Eve 2008 in Covina, California.
1: Once again, a relationship spat was the source of the conflict. Bruce Pardo, as we've discussed, was bitter over his recent divorce from his wife Sylvia. He had also recently lost his job and had, in general, lived a long life of poor decisions.
0: But he was about to transform from deadbeat ex-husband to death-dealing holiday party Santa. Over what must have been at least several weeks of planning, he obtained multiple weapons.
1: This included four 9-millimeter pistols, extra ammunition, and a homemade flamethrower, That last weapon, in particular, showed a startling amount of premeditation. It required significant research and resource gathering to assemble.
0: Not to mention expensive racing fuel. It resembled a giant fire extinguisher with a large tank and nozzle connected by intricate and dangerous-looking piping.
1: To add an extra layer of twisted irony to his sick plan, Pardo donned a Santa suit hiding the guns underneath. He then wrapped the flamethrower in Christmas paper and headed to the home of Sylvia's parents, the Ortegas.
0: It was a large holiday gathering. Sylvia, her parents, multiple siblings and nieces and nephews were in attendance. They could have hardly known that their joyous gathering was about to transform into a horrific scene of carnage.
1: Pardo rang the doorbell and Sylvia's eight-year-old niece answered. Pardo was merciless, opening his salvo of mayhem by shooting her in the face.
0: He fired into the fleeing crowd, all of whom looked for a back door or a window to escape through. As some were hit and fell to the ground, he walked up to them, finishing them off with a bullet to the head.
1: His victims included Sylvia, her parents, Alicia and Joseph, two of her brothers, a sister, two in-laws, and her young nephew, 17-year-old Michael. It was a massacre. But Pardo wasn't done.
0: He unwrapped his flamethrower and began to burn the house to the ground. It was powerful. It caused the house to erupt into flames within moments. The fire was so significant, that the bodies were all burnt to a crisp. Afterward, it would be unclear if they had died from gunshot wounds or from the fire.
1: Pardo himself underestimated the power of his flamethrower. He burned his own arms and legs so severely that parts of his Santa suit were melted onto his skin.
0: Though his plan had been to flee the country, he now saw that was impossible. If he didn't seek medical help, he would die. And if he sought medical help, he would almost certainly be arrested.
1: And so he returned to his home, put a gun to his head, and ended his own life.
0: As we've seen, holidays are stressful. But they certainly are not to blame for the entirety of every horrible thing that happens on them. These killers would have likely found an excuse to kill at any time of the year.
1: However, the stressors that we've explored travel, the workplace, money, family, and relationships weigh on us all, and each is made worse by the holidays.
0: It's important to recognize when seasonal festivities have crossed the threshold from a tolerable stress, one that leads to fun and good memories and when they have become a snake eating its own tail.
1: Meaning, when they lead us to put in so much effort and energy that we receive absolutely no value in return and indeed end up harming ourselves. Car accidents, air travel scuffles, massive debt and family infighting are not worth the pursuit of a perfect holiday.
0: Perhaps this holiday season, it's worth considering if your plans will bring you joy or just a lump of coal.
1: It seems the majority of Americans are actually good at doing this. According to research done by Greenberg Quinlan Rosner, 78% of those polled report feeling happiness at the holidays.
0: It's the remainder that have us worried. As we've seen, When people get holidays wrong, they get them very, very wrong.
1: Thanks for listening to The Dark Side Of. Next week, we'll continue our exploration of the dark side of holidays by delving into Hallmark Holidays.
0: You can find all episodes of The Dark Side Of and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify and anywhere you listen to podcasts.
1: Not only does Spotify already have all your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like The Dark Side Of, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker.
0: To stream The Dark Side Of on Spotify, just open the app, Tap Browse and type The Dark Side Of in the search bar.
1: And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Parcast and Twitter at Parcast Network. We'll see you next time.
0: The Dark Side Of was created by Max Cutler, is a production of Cutler Media, and is part of the Parcast Network. It is produced by Max and Ron Cutler, sound designed by Anthony Valsik, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro and Paul Liebeskind. Additional production assistance by Maggie Admire and Freddie Beckley. This episode was written by Greg Castro and stars Kate Leonard and Richard Rosner.